0: This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's Two Thousand Inch Weird Al podcast, episode eighty-six inch. On this week's episode, we welcome back Evan
1: Gregory of the Gregory Brothers to discuss their viral twenty twenty presidential debate collaboration with Weird Al Yankovic. It's Dave and Ethan's Two Thousand Inch Weird Al
2: podcast. It's
3: a podcast about Weird Al. It's
2: Dave and Ethan's Two Thousand Inch.
3: Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Al You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are.
1: Getting to chat last week with Scotty Mitchell, formerly Scotty Haskell,
0: was really nice. That was awesome. It was so much fun to get to talk to. It brought back some really great memories of Al's epic Strings Attached tour way back in the summer of 2019. Can you believe that was already over a year ago?
1: It feels like it was 10 years ago for some reason. (laughs) Sure does. (laughs) And also, thinking back to the ill-advised Vanity tour, that seems like...
0: So many years ago. That was only two years ago. Well, it was so nice that Scotty had so many great memories of that tour and she got to share a lot of it with us and we got to kind of relive and reminisce with her as well. So it was really amazing having her on and reliving all those fun times we had out on tour.
1: Now, if you're feeling nostalgic and you want to revisit that strings attached to her with Dave and I, you can always check out our series of 27 bonus episodes where we document and review our our experiences for every single show that we saw on the tour.
0: You know, I really miss doing those bonus episodes. There were a lot of fun and I really hope that someday I will get back out on tour and we can pick that up again. That was a lot of fun. You can head on over to 2000inch.com or weirdalpodcast.com and listen to that series of bonus episodes. If you too are feeling nostalgic and you want to relive the tour like we just did with yes. Scotty. <laughs>
1: and I have to say, I feel like they get better as
0: they go, and
1: for some reason, they got longer. Like, I think when we were first talking about doing them, we are like, oh, well, after we review the show once, like, what else is there going to be to talk about? And then by, like, the end, like, (laughs) they were over an hour long, and listening back to them, they are just so funny. I mean, most of the time, we would be recording at midnight when we're half asleep, so we would say some really bizarre and funny things so i i do highly recommend people check those out or revisit them if you haven't heard them in a while
0: yeah i mean you said over an hour some of those were over two hours some of them were were longer than the concert itself i don't know how we talked about the concert longer than the actual concert was but somehow we managed to do it
1: Yeah. (laughs) And we came up with all these like inside jokes on the tour, like, you know, what color drink Al was drinking and, (laughs) you know, we would report on that every bonus episode and it became so ridiculous and it was just so much fun getting to record those with you. So I agree, Dave. I really hope that Al tours again so we can record more of our concert review slash tour diaries
0: Now, we noticed something pretty stinking majestic. On our official Patreon page, patreon.com slash 2000inch, we have exactly 26 patrons.
1: As true Weird Al superfans and listeners of our podcast, we think that you know what you have to do. We have to get to 27.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, since we can't get to 26 and a half patrons, we have to get to 27. (laughs) As an extra incentive, the next person to join at the $10 or more tier will be getting a very special, exclusive, Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast t-shirt. So if you've been on the fence, now is the time to sign up. You've got to be number 27. And do not worry if you've already signed up. First of all, thank you very much. But we do have some fun things planned for you, including some t-shirt giveaways. So make sure you keep your patron support current. Be sure to head
1: to patreon.com 2000inch to catch secret episodes. You're going to get the bonus episodes we do with Bermuda early. So many cool things. And like Dave said, we have some really fun stuff coming up.
0: There are a whole bunch of great tiers. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar. And you can even find out how you can become a sponsor of the podcast like our good friends over at Discover Darwin. This week's episode is brought to you in
1: part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is
0: historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, uh, beautiful, it's also secure. Hanson Storage and Parking is the best place in Darwin, Minnesota to store your campers and boats.
1: Yes, Hanson Storage and Parking is conveniently located next to the darwin municipal liquor store
0: and it's only a short walk to the twine ball they have storage options to fit all of your camper and boat storage needs both inside and outside now you want to store your camper or boat inside you can you want to store it outside well guess what they can do that too
1: and here's the best part at Hanson Storage and Parking, it's totally legal to steal
0: buildings with concrete floors. In fact, they encourage it. Um, Ethan, I think that they mean that the storage building itself is made out of steel and concrete.
1: No, 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 no. Their official website says steal buildings with concrete floors. S-T-E-A-L. steel. Burglarize, rob, pillage, plunder, poach, rustle,
0: shoplift. But don't you dare think of stealing anything else besides the physical building because there is a perimeter chain link fence for security. That's very good for keeping smelly drifters named Bernie from rummaging through your stuff while you take in all that Darwin, Minnesota has to offer.
1: And they also have year-round rodent control, which is great for keeping cute, cuddly hamsters named Harvey from rummaging through your stuff while you visit all that Darwin has to offer.
0: So visit Darwin, Minnesota for your next expedition. Discover Darwin more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin be sure to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Some very exciting Al news this week. First off, Al
1: tweeted on Monday that the New York Times selected his profile, written by Sam Anderson, who is our guest on episode 51-inch, as a best of 2020
0: story. I mean, really, out of all the articles that New York Times Magazine did, that had to be number one. That was such an amazing article.
1: I think we said this back when it came out and when we spoke to Sam on the podcast, but a lot of Weird Al articles that we read are just very plain and generic, and it's the same kind of four or five facts rehashed. But Sam really was able to take Weird Al and for people like us who are true superfans who know so much about Al, we, you know, we consume so much media about Weird Al, to have something written that was so incredibly... Well-researched and well-written. It was a really pretty stinking majestic piece on Al.
0: Yeah, now, for some reason, you have not read that article yet. Al links to it on his Twitter page again. And in his tweet, he says that he was on the cover But, you know, we've been driving around to every store in town. We've sent our intern, Frank, out to places all over the world. We've reached out to friends in Texas, Mississippi, Washington. And as far as we can tell, Al is not on the cover of the physical paper, much to our disappointment. But he is on the cover of the New York Times website, which is pretty stinking majestic.
1: Now, if you do know of Al's article from April being mentioned this week in the paper version of the New York Times, please let us know. We would love to add that
0: to our collections. So if you remember back in April when that article originally came out, it also came out in podcast form. Well, this is really exciting news. That podcast actually won an award.
1: Yes. The Sunday Read Weird Al Yankovic's Weirdly Enduring Appeal from The Daily Podcast was AV Club's choice for 2020's Best Podcast Narration.
0: The podcast itself is a word-by-word read of the article written by Sam Anderson, and the podcast was narrated by Ederardo Ballerini. So congratulations, everybody involved.
1: Coming up next month is an exciting digital show called Festpocalypse, a virtual variety show fundraiser for San Francisco Sketchfest.
0: This amazing fundraiser is coming up on Saturday, January 30th at 5 p.m. Hollywood Star Time. So put it in your calendars now so you do not forget. You do not want to miss this incredible lineup, including our friends and past guests, Dave Hill and Jonah Ray.
1: Yeah, others you may recognize as Weird Al fans on the lineup also include Margaret Cho, Patton Oswalt, the guys from Rift Tracks, Auntie Donna, Epic Lloyd from Epic Rap Battles of History, Kevin Pollock, and Reggie Watts, and also Weirdo!
0: We do not yet know in which capacity Weirdo will be involved in this event, but we cannot wait to find out.
1: Yes, so there's a bunch of different levels of tickets. They start at $20, and they grab
0: tickets, and for more information, head over to sfsketchfest.com. All of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast are very excited to wish Weird Al's longtime keyboard player, the Rubemper himself, Ruben Valtier, a very happy birthday this December 26th.
1: Happy birthday, Ruben. If you head back to episode 20 inch, you can check out our interview with Ruben.
0: What a great interview. It was so much fun talking to Ruben. And again, we got to do that on the 2019 Strings Attached Tour. That was a lot of fun. And speaking of amazing keyboard players that have played with Weird Al, let's get on with this week's interview.
1: Dave and I are thrilled to welcome back a Gregory brother to the podcast. You know him from the Gregory Brothers, Shwayoho. Please welcome
4: Evan Gregory. How's it going, Evan? Oh, it's going great. Thanks for having me. Good to be back, guys.
0: Yeah, glad to have you back.
4: yes it's been a long time yeah i said that with such a that was my like sunny i'm doing a podcast voice and sort of like didn't really bear out the reality of what living in 2020 is so (laughs) if i had to do it over i would do that in a much more sad voice but you know it it happened and so here we are
1: When you guys dropped your Al song this year, immediately we got in touch with you and you sent us this great gif of Weird Al with fire behind him saying, despite, you know, things. <laughs> and that has been my go-to gif all year. You know, wishing someone a happy birthday, then I send them that. You know, any sort of congratulations, despite, you know, things. It's it's a great punchline. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, thank you. It's a, uh, you know, that was one of the first edits we made when we were writing the thing is like just getting across what an absurd year it had been up to that point and and continues <laughs> to be you know everybody basically gets that 2020 sucks in so many different ways yeah. so many unprecedented ways is this <laughs> right. year sucking right so that's all you have to say is like 2020 right <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> the fact that the song with Weird Al only came out a few months ago it feels like it came out a year ago I feel like each month is, like, a year in 2020, which only makes it that much worse.
4: Yes, it's really got me thinking a lot about the theory of relativity, you know, how, like, you could go to space and zoom around a giant star and... You approach the speed of light, you come back and and time has passed, you know, 20 years for your twin brother, but you only age a month kind of thing. It's very much like that. We we went into some sort of interstellar portable in 2020 by like all staying home and not having social experiences through which to mark the time. Yet we were also being bludgeoned by really harsh political rhetoric. And all those things have turned us into old men and women we are emerging like rip van winkle <laughs> from this year you know, scarred and weather beaten you know what happened <laughs> you
1: guys recently dropped your 2020 rewind video and i'm watching it and you know there's a, a lot of mention of the the bernie asking for money meme and i'm like why is that in a 2020 video? Surely that happened years
4: ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> great example. Well, especially when you think that like it was even pre pandemic, right? You know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> anything pre COVID does feel like it's 10 years ago. <laughs> it does. <It's, laughs>
1: Absolutely. Oh man.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's funny to watch uh, our, our rewind video, which is like a, you know, a catalog of all of the, you know what we deemed to be like prominent memes of the year but the internet is so big and, and splintered that no single person could recognize all of the memes that are that are being cataloged there uh, but the bernie <laughs> one is can be a little bit more universal because like even if you didn't see that being deployed on the internet as a meme trope at least you recognize his face and get what could be funny about him asking for money repeatedly right yeah <laughs> right <laughs>
0: There just are so many memes, so much that happened in twenty twenty that like how do you even decide what goes into a rewind video? You've, you have to be missing stuff, but but you have to make the decision somewhere to to okay, I can include this and I can't include this.
4: Right, right, right. And it, it certainly reflects our taste as like, you know, very online people, but not Facebooky people, you know and you know, we you have your own corner of the internet and that that's what influences us. But um you know, we tried to you know, understand that nobody is going to recognize all the memes in this year-end wrap-up. So we would categorize them thematically. Like, like here are here are eight different versions of people having a public freak-out, and so we're we're going to group them all toge- <laughs> together and just label them all as Karens. So this is the this is the Karens right. part. Right. You know? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, maybe Karens is the best meme to come out of
4: 2020. If I had to vote. it it, it is it's an important meme in terms of like yeah there's some humor there but it also helps you understand like a cultural reckoning that's happening so it's important to understand what that means to to like get along right but it's not my favorite meme because it causes a lot of discomfort i don't like it i don't that's true i don't enjoy it but you have to understand it you have to come to terms with what it means to be a karen
0: then what is your favorite meme of 2020
4: um oh man you know, as uh, as much as we were going through this, I don't know that I really did that amount of self reflection. <laughs> <Right. laughs> okay. um, it's fair. <laughs> I, uh, we're steeped in the political stuff, so the Bernie one really uh, s- speaks to me, and it it's just so relatable <laughs> to s- to say once again. I am asking for your financial yeah. support. You know, <laughs> I I really I really deeply love that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another one that we uh, have. You know, a lot of things bubbled up through uh, TikTok now, so we're finding things in a different way than we would do when it's you know really YouTube centric. But I'm crazy about the Davinci twins. I just love them so much because it's so pure and funny on its own merits. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Is that the guy who said every friend is an ugly friend? Or? No, but I do love that one as well. And they actually they actually look very okay. similar. So there's the one dude who is like it was no such thing as two pretty best friends. Just <laughs> he's just kind of a dummy dispensing what he thinks is like really funny conventional right. wisdom, but it's not <laughs> conventional wisdom. It's just dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, lo- <laughs> I love that one so much. So he became a uh like linchpin of the chorus of our song right but there's another yes uh, there's another thing that only appears for a split second but was a very popular thing making the rounds a couple months ago is these two twins that are on tiktok i'm forgetting their names right now but they're doing one of those little filters where uh something spins above your head while you're watching your own selfie you know like like uh, which frozen character are you right but this one was like a trivia. oh okay yeah this one was a trivia game so it uh, a question appears you're supposed to answer it and then in a few seconds it shows you the answer so kind of like a fun game that you could play while taking your Instagram right. selfie so the the question was like <laughs> the question was like who painted the mona lisa and it's these two twins staring at the camera and they're like who painted the mona lisa well uh, mona lisa of course and then of course the answer comes up <laughs> da vinci and then and then simultaneously in sync they both go da vinci <laughs> <laughs> oh no i haven't seen that i gotta see that oh it, it's so it's so pure and so good it's, it's easy to find because it was really making the rounds there. oh wow but one of the things that's miraculous about it uh if if you will allow me to dissect the comedy here of course you know for both <laughs> in comedy circles but uh it's it works on its own merits like are these guys so dumb that they don't know Uh, Who not only who Da Vinci is, but also upon seeing the name, they don't even recognize the name and mispronounce it. That's just really pure and funny. But it also just it leaves the door open about five percent to the possibility that they do know who da Vinci is and just planned it and you can't quite know and that the that aspect of mystery well like that makes me watch it a hundred times as opposed to just watching it 10 times <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh,
1: trying to figure it all out and, and you uh, guys have definitely I feel like you guys are driving certain memes I mean the whole ramp I ran thing that video is just amazing it's something that i have watched maybe 20 times uh, since it came out uh,
4: mission accomplishment <laughs> i mean that's what we're always hoping to do is to like distill something into its essence and make it really rewatchable and you know that right. that's one where i think we got the formula right you know the the ramp song is yes. like it, it it works as a very stupid stupid pop song you know <laughs> yes and we sort of deployed it as a meme just like this idea that i'm that i'm running down a ramp and then can can run down that ramp you know in in any possible context i'm I'm running down ramps in the olympics and on the international space station (laughs) on sonic on mario it's just so great
1: (laughs) now of course the the most exciting video that you came out with this year you and the gregory brothers was Weird Al's video, the election video, which I think there's a little bit of debate. Maybe you can settle this for it. Is it called Who's It Gonna Be or We're All Doomed? What is the official name of that song?
4: Um, Wow, great question because, you know, it gets pretty mucked up when you want to publish stuff to, like, Spotify where you need a song title. But then you also want to publish stuff to YouTube where you have to have a clickable video title. So for us it's like oh the video is called We're All Doomed and that was sort of decided in concert with the New York Times who we were publishing with when it came out. But for us the song is Who's it going to be because that's that's the chorus, that's the hook. Yeah. And when you pull the song out of of the video to us as songwriters, that was the name of the song even if we we're going to call the video we're all doomed, which is sort of the, that's the, that's the thesis of Weird Al's character.
1: So the answer to which is it
4: is yes.
5: Yeah.
1: Essentially. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Of course, the video is all about the first 2020 presidential debate. And it came out like the next day right after the debate. It's amazing how you guys can pull off that so quickly.
4: Oh, thanks, man. I mean, yeah. That's something that we strive to do, and it's like a pledge that we make to our audience and to the world is that we're going to take a look at this event and produce something by the next day as like our official reaction. And in some ways, hopefully, it's a helpful thing to help people absorb and understand this momentous uh, event. So, yeah, it's a ton of work and involves us like bringing all of our craft that we've honed over the years to bear to make this thing work. But in order to make it happen, we still do a lot of work in advance so as to take as much as we can off of our own plates when we do the overnight. You know, The end goal is to have this song that incorporates all of these pieces from the actual event. But you can predict a lot of what is going to be said in terms of, like, you know what the major domestic policy issues are, especially, like, well, this year, you know, obviously we're going to be talking about the virus and we're going to be talking about you know, the economic collapse and uh you know, so on and so forth. So you know, what do we do is a couple weeks in advance, um, we've already been engaging with Al, of course, to say, like, do you want to be a part of this uh again? And he graciously agreed. So then we're scripting what are the questions that will capture these issues, set them up in a funny way. Like they basically both they have to be a standalone joke on their own, essentially. But act as a prompt yeah. so that plausibly the candidates could be responding to this question. So, you know, we're just like <laughs> just writing our writing our butts off, like trying to get the best version of that and something that we'd be proud to send to Al too and write in his voice. So we're doing that in advance and composing the music, something that we think will like capture the energy. So the beats it is already done. So we're not trying to compose that overnight. So that so then after the thing airs, we can just focus on what is it that Biden and Trump said that we can distill into song form and put in response to these questions now of course famously that debate was the most cacophonous in history and the worst tailored to like what we are trying to do namely people giving coherent answers and not talking over one another <laughs> gosh darn it <laughs> Uh, so it's probably the most <laughs> difficult task we've ever set ourselves in terms of promising in advance that we're going to make something coherent and then having to, <laughs> having to cut it out of this cloth. It was pretty bad. But <laughs> um, but, but, you know, we but we managed it and so and made a little bit of hay out of the, you know, talking over one uh, one another and the, the insulting and the and the non and, and and all that stuff. so so then the end result was something we thought was pretty great so we went to the new york times and said like would you guys like to publish this as an opinion piece basically and 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 they said yes which is like a, a huge boon for it to go out to their audience and be stamped with like stamp of approval from the paper of record you know
1: oh yeah especially they had the huge profile of Weird Al back in April this year so they they sort of are already like you know who Weird Al is right
4: (laughs) yes exactly yes exactly you
1: know you think of people who read the New York Times and you may not think they know who Weird Al is but now they definitely do (laughs)
4: <laughs> that's right if somehow those readers were like so buttoned up as to not understand who weird out was now the magazine has appropriately placed him in the pantheon of pop culture figures of our generation and so then perhaps they can be all the more excited and accepting of this opinion piece coming from his voice
1: i remember when it came out dave and i and a few other fans we were excited because technically there was two different versions of the video and in the one for the new york times there were credits at the end and it gave us just a little bit extra to uh to drool over and, and uh, talk about so that was really interesting
4: oh yeah well I, I guess you're technically right that like you know their video department has their like specific protocols for how they publish so they attach credits to the end that you know we don't normally do in the youtube format we might credit people but it would be like down in the description or whatever so right. so what is it that you noticed that like piqued your interest i'm so curious what you guys are drawn to
1: well i mean dave and i we're very insider type people but we see that you know, Suzanne Yankovic does Al's hair and makeup for the video. Whereas normally it's his hairstylist, Sean James. So we were just very interested in like things like that, that, you know, we, we didn't get from the YouTube video.
4: You could, I mean, you can attribute that to 2020 in the sense that, you know, how, yeah. did the, how did the yeah. workflow go down? You know, we can't, we can't shoot without plus we're on different coasts anyway. So um, how did the workflow go down? Well, we, write the script here, and then the we're not going to produce sheet music. The best way to communicate to Al is just to record a demo. So we recorded the whole thing you know, right here where I'm sitting right now and sent it to him, and then he mm-hmm. sits at his dining room table because it's a pandemic and you don't go to a recording studio, and <laughs> he recorded himself on, you know, like basically <laughs> like a laptop and a prosumer type mic. He just recorded his own, you know, final vocals. Of course, they you know, they sound – incredible because he's a very skilled singer um but right he, but he's engineering that himself and so when we say Suzanne Yanked, uh, Yankovic did hair and makeup it's because he just went from his house straight to the shoot that we put together right in in Santa Monica <laughs> with a skeleton crew following COVID protocols so uh you know he had his wife look at his hair and and powder his face before he left the house because you don't you don't want to be interacting with hair and makeup on set you know he just he showed up already dressed right right did the gig you know and we were on zoom so we're sitting right here in our recording booth just on zoom with santa monica um and you know he's He's just like chatting back and forth with us through a monitor, like, you know, what kind of takes do you guys want? And that's kind of how it all went down.
1: (laughs) Wow. So (laughs) vocals and video were recorded separately?
4: Yeah, that's right. And that's really how you would do a conventional music video is like the music always comes first. And then you do the video uh, to sync and you don't want somebody generally to be having to perform vocally and getting everything right with a usable take while you're also performing on camera. So, you know, we ordered the production with that in mind. Like this is a music video basically. So, you send the demo to Al, he records everything, we get it back, it all sounds great, we set it in the arrangement, then it's shoot day and he shows up and we've already printed an end-to-end version of the song with his uh, vocals in it and just, you know, massive holes for where we're going to stick Trump and Biden and all that and all that stuff. Um uh, and so he can be in the shoot on a green screen lip syncing to himself and the only thing he really has to perform live is the dialogue so that's the intro and the outro where you sort of set the scene, you you establish the world that we're that we're in which is this like fictional version of the debate right where Weird Al gets to express (laughs) all of our collective angst (laughs) and then uh, introduce the whole video then you lip sync the whole song and then the sort of goodbye moment. Like, you know, I'm out of here, uh, you know, kind of thing. So that's all, that's all real audio recorded in, in the room. You know, all the dialogue is, is live. And so what, what is the timeline on all this? When do you get in contact
1: with Al? When does the demo get recorded? When does he record? When does he do the video as leading up to the actual day of the debate and the video dropping the next morning?
4: Um, I should have done my homework and pulled this all up before, before I started talking to you. But, uh, you know, with a grain of salt, we, we contacted him a couple of months out, uh, we had collaborated once before in 2016, and you know we just basically pulled up his email and said, "Do you want to do this again?" It was a hit last time, and there was nothing but goodwill yeah. generated from it, basically. So they're kind of good, good, warm, fuzzy feelings post that. So he he agreed and was very generous and enthusiastic. So then it was maybe a, a couple weeks out we did all the writing on it we're also of course simultaneously thinking about how we're going to execute the three other debates with there's only a week in between each one so we're right sort of like you know managing the whole thing as one giant project but uh we started writing a couple weeks out and I guess it was maybe only one week out is when we like print the demo sent to him you know he gets it back within a couple days you know he's like at home just kicking it so he got to work on this and I think we did the shoot only a couple of days out. Uh, the, I believe this first debate. Oh, wow. I believe the first debate was on a Tuesday. Seems right. Yes. And so we we did the shoot the day or two before and they're just, you know, shipping footage to us through the cloud. And so we sort of sell it, we set up a skeleton framework for the song as an outcome of that shoot, you know, leaving ourselves holes that we know we approximately want to fill but then we adjusted it you know even after the fact on that overnight i guess it was tuesday night into wednesday we're still adjusting the length of the song to accommodate what we actually got from the candidates so for example you know we cut a whole question we pre-wrote you know five or six questions about like okay they're probably going to talk about these particular subjects you know first and foremost the pandemic but also uh oh the supreme court uh, appointment that was currently raging, and there's this right. you know hot constitutional debate <laughs> about whether or not you can get a justice on the Supreme Court and all this all this right. stuff. So boy did we battle internally about like how best to voice that and still write it for Al's voice, which is of course he has a political perspective of his own, but his voice as an artist is apolitical, and. Right. It wouldn't it wouldn't be right for the voice of Weird Al to come out and say, like, Republicans suck and they're big doo doo heads or what or whatever. So, <laughs> so what you know, how did it feel right to us? Well, we set it up as a food joke and just a pun on Nacho Supreme. And and right. And and <laughs> right. that's it. And it's you know, it's funny enough on its own. But most importantly, it sets up like it still works as a prompt for then the two candidates to say whatever they want about the Supreme Court. Uh, exactly <laughs> but we Perfect. did have a question in there that we demoed and al recorded and lip-synced all fully shot about the election itself because we were already anticipating correctly at that time that there was going to be a big hullabaloo i mean it was not that's, this is no like amazing feat of <laughs> prognostication on, on our part like everybody knew that, that <laughs> <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> everybody knew that trump is going to come out and try to undermine the election by if he loses say that it's fake news or 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 whatever and and we've seen his version of that play out disinformation right and just like uh trying to you know oh, oh if you lose the if you lose the pie eating contest you you just kick over the table and say you have no proof you have no proof uh and, and so we we're like that's they're going to ta- they're going to ask about that uh and sure enough they did you know c- can you say that you will concede the election and that sort of thing but in our estimation we didn't get good enough material that night as previously mentioned it was so dissonant so much talking over one another Mm. it was a lot of work and difficult difficult work that night to tease out as much as we got on the other questions let alone everything and this was one where we just didn't feel like we had it Plus, the song was long enough. It's like we made it. We made it to three minutes, or, or whatever it was we were trying to get to. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so we cut that whole section. So there's a there's a question that Al has uh, recorded, and you know has never seen the light of day. So I sent you that clip. Oh yeah, let's let's
1: listen to that. This is
4: awesome. It'll be so tough to count the votes
0: this year. If you need help, I can count all the way to 12 on my fingers and my ears.
1: I think they could have used his help, actually. (laughs) We really
4: could have. In hindsight, we needed the help. (laughs) But, you know, you can see that, like, you know, this is late September. So you can see, like, six weeks ahead of the election, we really already knew what the problems were going to be. Right. when, When people are sort of, like, pretending to be surprised by what the disinformation was all through all through November and 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 what the issues were that were coming up you know like these were not surprises right we, like we knew what was coming when we were writing these questions we knew that the problems were going to be around saying how to count the votes both for legitimate reasons because it's a pandemic and people are voting in different ways and for illegitimate reasons, namely trying to f- na- trying to foment d- discord. Right. But, but we don't want right. to, we don't want to say things like foment discord in the, in the song here. So we're like, what's the weird owl? <laughs> what's the weird owl way of setting this up? Us making a stupid joke about counting on your fingers, you know? And, and we, and, right. Oh man, we, we must've gone through, we must've gone through 20 versions here when we were demoing it about like god gosh darn it what's the best way to make this joke well it should be it should be i can count to 20 on my fingers and my toes no uh, what about if it's count to 12 on your fingers and your ears and it rhymes with year and then we're getting into fist fights (laughs) these are the types of things that you fight about when you're trying to make one single joke rhyme you know <laughs> right <laughs> right you know, but it's it still worked as a setup to respond with anything that the candidates thought about uh the election but you know sure enough we ended up cutting it from the product
0: is that the only clip that you ended up cutting that al had recorded
4: that's the only like section of substance that we ended up cutting now we cut a million other things because uh you get a lot of like pivy little reactions and and stuff like that we did it uh and of course al you know under under Stood this uh, uh, immediately is that, oh, he's just reacting to. Trying to predict reactions to what's going to be said, so we have, right? You know, we have fifty different versions of uh, Al saying, "Uh huh, uh huh, oh sure, yeah, right," or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. And we, and, and then we deploy those judiciously based on you know what is said and, and what we are uh, yeah. in, including, right? And then I guess the other thing sure. that we have is just like his different takes on what the intro and outro could be, but that's not cutting anything of substance. That's just like alternate takes um uh, you know we did several different right. takes of right. the yeah. intro before we hit on what is you know the ultimate version which i believe is the, is the right version which is just to open purely on al's very calm face and then immediately do a pivot into terror and panic <laughs> 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 so that was like you know our our sixth or seventh uh version of it and we started with uh, you know, a much slower turn or just like starting panicked. And then it, anyway, the version we got <laughs> is the best possible version. But like that's us collaborating in real time with Al about like how that, how this character works on screen. <laughs>
1: yeah. it, and so, it, you know, with the intro and with any of the lyrics, is there any back and forth with Al or is that sort of just like he shows up? You guys have kind of done the writing for him.
4: Uh, Well, with the song, I mean, we definitely were trying to write in. His voice right and get it right and then and of course we're sending yeah. we're we're sending him the demo and making sure that he's approving of it before he goes and records himself. But yeah, the song at that point is recorded, so he's definitely lip syncing that. But there was a lot of back and forth and collaboration on um, the intro and outro. It's it's mostly yeah to it's mostly two hour <laughs> script. Like we we thought of how are we going to set up this fictional uh, debate. But then the but then the tweaking to get it to sit exactly in the the character of Weird Al and in his voice, um, you know he tried on several different things and different uh, rhythms of delivery and different jokes about the segue and 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 yeah. know, and dumb stuff like that uh, to get it to sit right and and the outro as well where it's like there's a whole gag about like him being blown with these hellish winds. And he just picks up the off-screen leaf blower and leaves with it. (laughs) Yes, and him kind of ripping on that really made it. uh, Well, it made the whole thing work, but it definitely made it sit in his character. You know, it's just he's such a generous collaborator, and you know, very ready comedic mind that whatever our um, whatever our ideas were about. Uh, what the setting of this piece was or what the thematic goals were he just like instantly gets it we're on the same page and just proceeding together and uh, it's just really great to work with him <laughs> uh, the other clip I sent you is intended to illustrate both uh Al's incredible singing acumen and also a sort of dry sense of humor which is that uh, when scripting the thing we have this very stupid joke at the beginning which is that okay he's ready to sing a song and the song is like scatting gibberish <laughs> and it's like oh i just had the page upside down you know like this is the dumbest like vaudeville right. <laughs> marx brothers type <laughs> joke uh, the page was upside down but we thought it was funny so we stuck with it and and he you know he was down with it but in the demo we sent him uh, you know our our demo has like a little intro hello welcome to the debate let's begin the song scooby doo and has the scat and then in, immediately into the first question right but tacitly we're giving the scat to weird out to do whatever he wants with it it's it's improvisational it should fit his voice and whatever whatever feels right to him right that, that that's what we're thinking when yeah. we send it to him so So I demoed uh, a scat. This is what you put here. It goes for eight clicks, and then you're on to the first question, and the song commences. Uh, And then he sent back his final vocals where he had copied note for note exactly the scat I had improvised. (laughs) which is like that's not a thing that's not a thing that you're supposed to do first of all it's improvised so it doesn't really sound coherent and there's a lot of notes in there so it'd be like very tedious (laughs) to learn that note for note and and sing it and sing it back (laughs) but but, uh so we asked him about we were like Oh, we just got your takes. Thank you so much. Now, uh, you, you could do anything you want with that opening bar there. If you, you know, whatever you, whatever you want to do, <laughs> you know, we just improvise it. That literally was my first take and we never looked back. Cause we figured you'd improvise it and he responded like oh i would never change another songwriter's lyrics <laughs> oh. <laughs> amazing <laughs> Which, Incredible. of course is like a very kind thing to say but also is just right. a really <laughs> wry joke because there are no lyrics there it's just stupid doobity-bobbity-boo so if you play the <laughs> if you play the clips i sent you There is the original demo version, which is an unedited first take from me where we never went back and did another try because we thought Al was going to make up something else. But instead, he just for fun copied it exactly note for note. And you can hear that. (laughs) All right.
1: So we'll listen to yours first. Your demo.
4: (laughs) <laughs>
1: right, <and>
6: here's Al's.
0: Scoo doo 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 doo
1: oh that's so great
0: <laughs> he just had a demo you didn't send him any lyric sheets or anything so he just kind of had to listen and try to find out what you were saying
4: <laughs> Yeah, yes and we sent him a lyric sheet for all the questions so he knows what he's singing but that was like oh it just said like bracket scat you know, and then so he's just listened. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just, li- wow. I, mean, I should dig up my actual s- 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 script here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The scripts here. I have the original script that we sent him, and it says, Gentlemen, welcome to the first presidential debate. My first question in the key of G sharp minor is, and then like action, Al begins scatting the beat backs him up with power and ferocity. <laughs> and then and then he says, I'm so sorry. So so there is no record of like, oh you're supposed to say shoe baba doobie you know <laughs> instead it was like <laughs> it's like on the one hand a very sweet compliment that he's taking our dumb thing so seriously. But it's also a like major show off move that you that he could hear every individual note and repeat it back one hundred percent position. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: i want to see al's personal notes for when he was transcribing that i think that would be super interesting to see
4: <laughs> right yeah 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 you're right it could be like a jazz guitarist you know charting out something that he's like doing by ear or whatever with, with a, right. a visual graph
1: oh i would not put that past al i i guarantee that's what he
0: did <laughs> <laughs> And I love his comment to you that he would never change somebody else's lyrics since he literally (laughs) built his career on that. (laughs) Oh,
1: Al is just, he's a genius. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Because literally there's nothing funnier that he could have done than doing exactly what you did. Like, no, nothing that he could have just come up with would have been any funnier than going through the work in the process to do that. So that, that's why that's why we have a whole podcast dedicated to the guy, because
5: <laughs> he's just
4: a genius. That, that's the way I feel is that it was it was like both a compliment and a sweet gesture and also a funny inside joke. It's like the audience will never know about that. But it was just it was just hilarious to us. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just looking while we're talking i'm here like searching through our through our email to find like his exact quote i'll, f- I'll find it here in, in, in a second because <laughs> i know we i know we went back to him at some point and we, and we were like hey by the way you know you could just make up your own thing here <laughs> and, and he was and he was like oh no, no, no thanks this is, i'm here for the purity Oh yeah, I guess well, I guess we had maybe Andrew had told him that on the phone or something. So he emailed us and was uh, and was like, "Oh, I gave you a ton of ad libs. Just choose your favorites and we'll shoot them on Thursday." Uh so it looks like we shot on that uh th- Thursday before the uh debate. And then he's just mm-hmm. so generous. He's like, "If there's anything else you need or want, you know, Uh, let me know and i would not dream of changing one syllable of that scat what kind of man would i be if i changed the words to another person's song (laughs) 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 oh i love that (laughs) it was really cool after
1: watching the video you guys had a behind the scenes video on your other channel and in
4: that michael gets a text from al his work is done after that shoot you know he first he recorded the lyrics and we're and we're and we're talking about the uh the the content thereof you know we want to make sure that we're like writing in his voice and that's a very sensitive thing and then a couple days later he goes to the shoot and we're you know very focused on that but by the time he leaves the shoot then it's up to the crew to ship the footage and and he doesn't have a thing to do and then it's just on us to like (laughs) absorb it review the footage (laughs) we're doing selects then the debate happens blah 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 so he's just like basically rooting for us and would like and would like text (laughs) us being like let me know if you need anything and then when the debate airs of course and it was you know it was a thing it was like uh (laughs) it was quite a show and so, so then he's texting us like well i really i don't envy you guys good luck. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> just like, good luck. <laughs> and, you know, and that was it. And of course he, you know, he's creative too. And has has spent many, 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 many an hour heads down in his own creative project. So, so, so he knows what that is all about and doesn't want to bother us. So he, and yeah. the oh, next, yeah. the next morning he just wakes up <laughs> and is like, all right, are you guys surviving or what, or what, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so great yeah <laughs> so a lot of the news coverage i saw about the video it, almost 100 percent of the credit was given to Alf in most of these places i mean yeah the new york times got it right a few places got it right is that complimentary to you guys you know it must kind of sting like oh you know we did all this hard work you know we came up with the idea we worked with al we wrote the lyrics did the song but then you know these newspapers are just like weird al makes this video in record time you know is it a compliment and <laughs> that it's like people are seeing your work and and they're just like yeah this is weird al's work entirely because that's the greatest compliment you can get or is it just kind of like come on guys
4: <laughs> um no it doesn't really it doesn't really sting i i uh, what what you're saying definitely tr- tracks in the sense that like of course everybody wants uh you know to be credited for doing something that people aren't in- are in enjoying but uh, we get 100 percent the perspective of like you know whatever random both both like blogs and people on twitter and stuff like that but also like big publications you know rolling stone is just like They're just trying to get content for people to click on, basically. You know, like every magazine is now a blog, right? Right. So they have to think in terms of, like, who is the most recognizable name here that people are going to click on. And if the headline is, like, Weird Al has a great take (laughs) on the debate, like, everybody wants to see that because, you know, it's going to be, like, hilarious. Uh, And and to the extent that, like, everybody, you know, bought that Weird Al was uh, behind this that is a that is a success that we're able to like write in his voice and um you know make something that feels like it you know came from him but you know people can just uh, consume it casually as like a weird al song but but people that are uh online would also see it as like one of our signature pieces too right because it is a remix it's a it's a it's a collage uh of the night where we are you know, successfully taking all these disparate pieces and putting them into, you know, one somewhat coherent thing. Uh, So, I mean, it it mostly was just just great to see the really positive reception. Having Al's name attached to it both made it work creatively. Like, his character pulls the whole thing together and gives you a perspective on how to understand this event. But it also... (laughs) It also just directly led to more people uh, watching it. And that's a good thing. Like we want to get our point of view uh, out there. And we want to get our work out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that wrote about it on the, on the day, right. Cause people are looking for their own takes and trying to just generate content in the most c- cynical way ar- around the debate. And in in so doing if they find our thing and just publish that well then that's for the greater good i think <laughs> but more recently <laughs> salon did a uh, like year-end recap you know like oh, let's get to the end of the year so you talk about what are the best things of the year and one of their staff writers says like my favorite thing of the year was this weird al Gregory brothers video <laughs> called we're all we're all doing and he wrote this uh great tribute to the video saying that it like really got it it really nailed the year the 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 character of this horrible year and the character of that horrible debate and it was one of the best compliments paid to both us and al that that i can think of because it like correctly identified how important al's voice was while also understanding that um uh, you know we're the uh creative voices behind the thing and and deciding Uh, deciding what clips to include from the presidential candidates is uh, is also the writing of the thing uh, too right anyway that's a a a cool thing you can uh check out that it's like a very nice compliment paid to to al and sort of like establishes that video as this like important cultural artifact from the year
1: Oh, it absolutely is. I I can't wait to read that. That
0: sounds great. All right. So you worked with Weird Al in 2016 on the debates. You worked with him in 2020 on the debates. Have you booked his time yet for 2024?
4: (laughs) Um, No, we haven't. But I uh, I should. I mean, we're pretty bullish on. Yeah. (laughs) We have a pretty strong track record of like both of two out of two collaborations have been very well well received i hope and pray right. that if we're still in the mix in four years that our stars will cross again yes
0: <laughs> definitely looking forward to that
1: now asking on behalf of myself and dave and and all of our, our listeners and fellow collectors out there is there any chance that we're going to get a physical cd vinyl any kind of release of this song and bad hombres
4: oh man um what a generous and sweet question <laughs> i think speaking pessimistically i think there's almost no chance that we'll do a physical release uh, <laughs> 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 uh because i don't know we could meet our overhead on getting the the vinyl master g- getting the lacquer set up you know to use the like industry right, term for right. creating a <laughs> vinyl master i when it's it's just so shareable digitally like people want to consume it as a uh, a single but w- we have considered like doing all of our re- political releases from 2020 we sort of as if I can be so bold as artists we sort of we thought about even though we're not releasing them at the same time everything that was Political about this year's campaign that that we were releasing we thought of it as part of an album that we were sort of loosely behind the scenes calling it songify 2020 and that started at, in the beginning of the year with stuff that we generate around the the primaries probably the the best example of which was uh hairy legs by joe biden but it also includes <laughs> yes also includes the ramp by <laughs> president trump important you could just think of it as a hit single sure. off of the album songify 2020 so right it's like That's how we would think of, like, oh, packaging and and releasing something like this is, like, the album Songify 2020, which takes you on a journey of what happened this year. But it also hangs together musically because that's a goal we set out to do. As we're producing the track for The Ramp, we're looking back at Harry Legs and thinking about, like, how can we make it feel like the same bass player was, like, in the studio sessions on both of these Hmm on both of these tracks you know that that kind of musical thinking uh and i you know i i i think we succeeded in that and so that's the thing that we would package and sell except that now that you're past the election like nobody wants to think about the election anymore so 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 we so (laughs) we so it probably will live except for me
1: and dave and all the collectors out there
4: You're right. You're right. I'm I'm talking to exactly the right audience right now to convince me to do a vinyl pressing. <laughs> All right, right. It, <laughs> it doesn't
1: even have to be a vinyl. It can be a a, a cassette tape, a CDR, as long as you you uh, take money for it and sell it to me, then it's official, right?
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. As if, if a <laughs> transaction is made, then it's official. So yeah, spe- spending this time with you here today is the best way to get me like at the end of today, to be like, we're making a record! <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: Alright, well, before you make the
1: record, there's some really exciting thing happening today, the A Very Gregory Christmas live stream on YouTube.
4: Yes, that's right, oh, thank you so much for bringing it up, so yeah, for those of you that are listening to this podcast on the day of the release, and you're looking for an extremely cozy... Uh, and funny and comfortable and warm place to experience a little bit of the Christmas holiday. Come to our Christmas live stream. This is something that we've done for I'm going to say 15 years now, but throughout those years, it's primarily been a live show. But we've gone to live stream, and certainly in 2020, that's the only way we're doing uh, the show. But it's yeah. a, it's a it's a tradition for us and our fans where we get to spend some time together doing both sincere and warm christmas carols and standards and also interject with some of our own very silly christmas songs <laughs> that that have bubbled up uh over the years and i it's it's probably uh tooting our own to tooting our own horn too far to say that it's like in the spirit of of weird al but the uh, Weird Al is a very like kind and sincere guy, while also being hilarious. So it's in that spirit that we try to have a Christmas concert where like everybody can cuddle up and enjoy some really good seasonal vibes, uh, but also have some laughs. I I think the the like laugh to tears ratio is probably eight to one, but we will make you cry by the <laughs> end. <other. laughs>
1: and so you said you will you know in addition to the funny stuff do some standards do those include christmas at ground zero or the night santa went crazy
4: um no great question we take the sincere stuff as part of the christmas can canon and do that in our own voice so have yourself a merry little christmas that's in there just straight up probably the best version you've ever heard i can say that unabashedly as performed by my (laughs) wife sarah (laughs) gregory uh awesome uh oh come all you faithful probably i mean top 10 version because you don't hear that one as often on delilah but uh (laughs) but we don't take we don't take other people's christmas comedy songs we leave that to ourselves so we have our own comedy songs Okay, uh, okay cold as hell is a new classic uh that we do that it's written very much in the like American songbook style about it being cold as hell and similarly one that uh we did uh you know composed afresh for when we captured all this on our Christmas album uh I recommend you pick it up from your for your grandmom right away it's called Sleigh Ride Fireside and this tune called Those Traditions We Do is uh our own uh comedic take on those traditions that you and your family uh, might have in the, this time of year. If that includes, like, baking cookies, that's in the song. If that includes uh, shaving a muskrat and taping the hairs on your Uncle Joe, well, that's in the song, too. <laughs> and these are, the, these are the traditions that we all share this time of year. Well,
1: and for collectors, Sleigh Ride Fireside is also available on vinyl if you head over to your Bandcamp page. So there, there's, there's something for everyone this holiday. Uh, a Very Gregory Christmas will be taking place Wednesday, December 23rd. That's tonight, if you're listening to this, on the day of the release at 5 p.m. Eastern. That's 5 p.m. Burrito Burrito time. And we're so thrilled that uh, that you, you came back to join us, Evan. It's so great to have you back and telling us all about Weird Al and sharing those amazing clips. So thank you so much
4: for, for joining us. Guys, thank you so much for having me. This has been a real treat.
0: That was so much fun talking to Evan Gregory. I hope it's not another four years before we get to hear more collaboration between Weird Al and the Gregory Brothers.
1: Yes, and I hope he follows through and sells us a burn CD of those songs for a dollar, because that would be awesome <laughs> to add to our collection. <laughs> now, if you head over to the Gregory Brothers Patreon page, patreon.com slash Gregory Brothers, You can download the full stems for both collaborations they've done with Weird Al, and they are really cool to check out, so I highly recommend it. Plus, you can get downloads and stems for all of their other songs as they're posted on their Patreon page.
0: And if you're listening to this episode the second it drops like you should be, then you still have time to prepare for tonight's Very Gregory Christmas on their YouTube page. It's free and it starts at 5 p.m. burrito burrito time. It promises to be a lot of festive holiday fun.
1: For other festive holiday fun, you can check out their album Slay Ride Fireside. Get it on vinyl, CD, or digital download. And for more information about them, of course, head to
0: thegregorybrothers.com. We are coming up on the end of another exciting year of Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast. And our intern, Frank, has been busy compiling year-end highlights and statistics for our final episode of the year next week. And our intern, Frank, has reminded
1: us that we still have an amazing parody of the Joe Franklin song by our friend and podcast supporter, Mike Minnick
0: oh yeah, we're actually going to do this? All right, let's do this. So Weird Al's appearance on the Joe Franklin show was, let's see, that was back in 1986, which, wh- wh- wait a minute, which, that was four years before you were born, Ethan. Yeah, it was just a little bit before my time. You know, before we listened to this,
1: I wish I knew a little bit more about Joe Franklin, you know, who he was, when and where he was on, and just how Weird Al ties into all of this.
0: Well, lucky for you, Ethan, we have a whole bunch of Joe Franklin historians on the payroll, which up until this very moment, we've never had a reason to use.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that we hired all those historians, including the team of Joe Franklin historians, way back when we started the podcast. Now, if we could just remember to use them once in a while.
0: Well, they do sit in the studio with us while we record each episode, so we really have no excuse not to use them more often. All right. Well, before we listen to both Al's original song and the parody by Mike Minnick, let's see what one of our resident Joe Franklin historians has to say about the subject.
3: Hello. I'm so glad to be here as your resident Joe Franklin historian. Joe Franklin was a radio and television personality with a long-running television series, appropriately enough, called... The Joe Franklin Show, with Jared on WWOR-TV, better known as Channel 9, for those of you in the New Jersey listening area. Franklin was famous for having an odd mix of low-level performers and big-name celebrities, sometimes even at the same time. His guests included everyone from the Beastie Boys to Elvis Presley and Captain Lou Albano to John F. Kennedy. Now, you may be wondering how this is all related to Weird Al Yankovic. When Yankovic was a guest on the November 24th, 1986 episode... He brought along his band as well, Steve Jay, John Bermuda Schwartz, and Jim West. Yankovic and the band performed an original song for Franklin in which they expressed their true feelings for him. Joe Franklin,
2: Joe, Joe Franklin, Franklin, you're my reason for living, yeah, Joe the
6: one and only franklin in my life except for bob franklin who was in my biology class in high
5: school oh joe franklin joe franklin i know i couldn't live
6: without you oh joe if I couldn't watch her program I'd just shrivel up and die And the maggots would eat my brain Eat my brain Mr. Franklin, <laughs> you mean so very, very much to me Words simply can't describe you that well wow, wow but if I had to choose If I had to choose an adjective Oh gosh, Joe
2: I'd have to say you're swell Hey, Joe Hey, Joe Ooh. Where you going
6: with that gun in your hand?
2: Silly Joe
6: I'll bet you that there's no one in the world
5: Who could do the Joe Franklin show
3: The song was a true Yankovic original, with everything you would expect from a Yankovic love letter. Franklin was noticeably uncomfortable, as the lyrics got weirder and weirder as the song went on. It's unclear if Franklin actually understood any of the jokes, or placed the gun reference as a lyric from a Jimi Hendrix song, or was even aware that Yankovic wrote comedy songs. The song that you are about to hear is a parody of the song that Yankovic and his bands performed for Franklin on November 24th,
6: 1986. Dave and Ethan, Dave and Ethan, ooh. You're my favorite Weird Al podcast, 2002. You're the only Dave and Ethan in my life. Except for Dave and Ethan, who went to Chilliwack High, High school. school. Oh, Dave and Ethan. Dave and Ethan, ooh. I probably couldn't live without you. Maybe. If I couldn't hear your podcast, I'd find a new one. Or maybe start one of my own. Start my own... Dave and Ethan, your podcast means so very much to me. Words simply can't describe it that well. But if I had to choose, if I had to choose an adjective, oh gosh, guys, I'd have to say it's swell. Yeah. Hey guys, hey guys, where'd you get those vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwiches? Burrito, burrito. I'll bet you there's no one in the world who could host Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast like you.
1: Mike, that song is so awesome. Thank you for recording that and sending it to us.
0: That song is hilarious. Thank you, Mike. I'm so glad that our intern, Frank, finally let us listen to it rather than make us wait to the 35th anniversary next year like his original plan was.
1: That, Frank.
0: Did you hear that? Oh, sorry. Yeah, my
1: tummy hasn't really been feeling great with all the jelly bean and pickle sandwiches I've been eating this month.
0: No, no. That was the noise that we hear when there's a new message on the 347 Spatula Hotline. The 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's
1: 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, is sponsored by Angel Valenzuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and podcast supporters. Let's take a listen.
2: Hi there, Dave. Hi, Ethan. It's your old buddy Chris from Canada. You know, the Hanna Barbera loving geek. <laughs> well, anyways, first of all, I just wanted to say, I hope you guys like that little uh, present I sent you in the email. It took me a while to do, but I got a feeling you and your viewers will enjoy it. Uh that being said, I couldn't help but notice that with all of the shows you guys have been doing online on your podcast, you haven't really been getting into the Christmas spirit, and Christmas is coming up real soon. But don't despair. I got you covered. I'm going to take this golden opportunity now to sing a Christmas carol that hopefully will get you guys in the festive mood. And unfortunately, no, it's not The Night Santa Went Crazy or Christmas at Ground Zero. Believe me, I would love to sing those songs. Unfortunately, I've gotten into a few legal issues with that. Talk later. So I got you a better song instead. It's The Twelve Days of Christmas. Uh, unfortunately, I can't sing the entire song, as uh, it would cost me a fortune on my phone bill. So I'm just going to sing the last part. Here we go. <clears throat> <clears throat> on the twelfth day of Christmas, good Weirdo gave to me Twelve hamsters running on a hamster wheel Eleven unwanted back tattoos Ten subscriptions to the Midnight Star Nine tacky coats with matching hats and socks Eight cups of poison coffee Seven ugly pairs of shoes Six random things he bought off of eBay. Five golden spatulas. Four annoying virus alerts I got on my email. Three previously used iron lungs. Two postcards from the Minnesota Twine Ball. And a box of one dozen starving crazed weasels. Ah, I love that song. It's such a classic. Kind of gets you right here, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, anyways, I'll catch you guys later. You guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And hopefully I'll see you guys within the new year. Above all, have fun. And here's hoping Santa spoils you rotten. He already sent me an Uzi. I'm not really sure why. Well, see you, fellas.
0: Thank you so much for that amazing message, Chris. I love it when our listeners send us parody songs that they've written.
1: <laughs> and especially when they're hilarious. So thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, All right. All right. I can't take it any longer, Dave. We got to open that email that Chris sent us.
0: Wow. Wow. This artwork is pretty stinking majestic, as it always is.
1: All right. All right. So there's a drawing of you, Dave, and you're dressed like a candy cane with a (laughs) giant tub of Skipper Dan Rocky Road flavored ice cream with a tag that says
0: to Ethan from Dave. And then there's one of you, Ethan, dressed as a gingerbread man, and you have this gigantic jar of Amish country sauerkraut that says, to Dave from Ethan.
1: Chris, how did you know what Dave and I were getting each other for Christmas?
0: Chris also sent a really funny police lineup drawing showing some very familiar characters from various Weird Al songs. We will post that over on our Facebook group, group group.2000inch.com, so you can see it for yourself and you can catch all the references. That
1: sauerkraut and Rocky Road ice cream has me hungry. I could really go for something
0: tasty. How about something vegan and something Mexican? And something from Troy, New York. This week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burritosquared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a burrito burrito burrito, but every burrito 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 can be burrito burrito Each
1: week, we're able to bring you this podcast absolutely free thanks to sponsors like Burrito Burrito, Angel Valenzuela and his son David Cash, Discover Darwin, Jackson Scoggins, and our amazing Patreon supporters like Zeb, Mason, and so many more!
0: Revenue from our incredible supporters on Patreon.com slash 2000inch allows us to continue doing what we love, which is making fantastically fun and family-friendly Weird Al podcasts for you each and every week. And it also helps us keep our team of resident Joe Franklin historians on the payroll during this unprecedented and trying time we'd absolutely appreciate your consideration in joining our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family for as little as $1 per month. Will you be our 27th Patreon supporter? We hope so. Okay, okay. I know a lot of you
1: people probably like to wait until the last minute. Well, this is it. This is the last minute. So this year, get all your last-minute holiday shopping done in one place for everyone on your shopping list by visiting the official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast merchandise shop. Head over to shop.2000inch.com for official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast t-shirts, tote bags,
0: mugs, tank tops, pillows, face masks, and more. Find us online at weirdoutpodcast.com or 2000inch.com where you can find information about all of our guests and listen to past episodes like episode 28-inch where we first spoke to Evan and his brother Michael. Please join our Facebook group by heading on over to group.2000inch.com for episode discussions and other exclusive content. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 2000inch and at youtube.2000inch.com.
1: Remember to tag fun Weird Al or podcast related posts on social media using hashtag 2000inch and hashtag Gill and Chill. And make sure to share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and we love it when you leave us voicemail via our 27 hour a day podcast hotline 347 spatula. You might
0: even hear your message on the air. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or the podcast app of your choice and hit the subscribe button to ensure that you do not miss new episodes. New episodes drop every Wednesday, and bonus episodes may drop at any time. Next year, we will
1: begin airing our series of bonus episodes where we sit down with John Bermuda Schwartz and go page by page, picture by picture, through his brand new book, Black and White and Weird All Over. Time is running out for you to grab the book. You don't want to miss out on that. Plus, it's a great gift to give someone for Ruben's birthday.
0: Thank you once again to this week's guest, Evan Gregory. Thank you to all the Gregory Brothers, Mike Minnick, Chris Sear, Adrian Vasquez, and our resident Joe Franklin historian. A big thank you to all of our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who made this episode and podcast possible.
1: All right, Dave, I think it's time we 86 this week's episode.
0: Ah, not quite yet, Ethan. We have one more very important piece of business to attend to from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch weird out podcast. We wish you and yours a very safe and secure Christmas at ground zero. And remember If you plan to go out and see all the new mutations on New Year's Day, please follow social distancing guidelines.
4: You've been listening to Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode
0: 86-inch. Everywhere you'll find pieces of Cupid and Comet.
4: Baba-da-boo, baba-doode.